0: <laughs> it would be a war spot,
1: Good evening, Wolves fans. I hope you're all doing well on this nice, cold Thursday evening in December. I thought, you'd ca- I thought I'd catch you off guard and start a little bit early because we're just so excited about getting Premier League football back <laughs> in the next uh, couple of weeks. But we've got Gillingham on Tuesday and the Carabao Cup. We'll be uh, discussing that tonight, along with Wolves' recent Marbella trip, uh, the two fixtures against Cadiz and uh, Empley as you can see with me on tonight's show, I've got Jeffo, nicely refreshed after his little breakaway, and if you can just look to the bottom of your screens today, <laughs> we've got two very, very questionable characters, properly in the Christmas spirit, and all out with his Christmas hats, I think he's got two on there, and uh, I've got Josh with me. Uh, how are you, Josh, how are things uh, uh, in the world of Lem? I'm all good, mate, all good, keep
2: smiling, can't smile wide enough.
1: We uh, we did make the comment uh, off-camera that like, you're basically Stu 10 years younger, which is not a good description <laughs> for anyone to have. Stu, uh, how's things with you? How have you found the World Cup so far?
3: Oh, I've loved every minute of it. I mean, I, It's what I said before, and the, as soon as the football started, all the nonsense just faded into the background anyway. And actual stuff on the pitch. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. Even the nil-nils. I think there's, there's one or two that were a bit shit, but other than that, I've loved every minute of it. I was going to say, Josh, the excitement levels when Mick Schumacher was announced as, as reserve driver for, McLaren, for Mercedes earlier on.
1: Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> the vibes were there. Drop, oh. drop a comment or a like uh, in your bottom left if you're a Formula One fan, just so I can block you from my Twitter feed. Guys, <laughs> <And>, um, <laughs> obviously we've got Gillingham coming up on Tuesday. We've had two fixtures uh, in Marbella against Cadiz and Empley, but... One of the biggest news since um, our last Wolves predominant episode is the fact that Wolves have mutually agreed the termination of the contract of cult hero Leo Bonatini. Um, what were your thoughts on that, Jeff? Or did you I'm actually forget up. that he was still at the club?
0: No, I'm caught up, man. Leo, Leo's a you know a hero. He's he's up there with the likes of Paul Gladden. He, he you know they they, they they supported. They were the backbone of of you know local business now Paul through the restaurant industry and Leo through other channels, uh, shall we say? <laughs> we, we aren't we aren't going to t- into it too deep, but no, nah, no, nah, it's a shame to see him go. I mean, he, he was he was brilliant in that, that first half of that championship season, and and it's just a shame he kind of fizzled out and he couldn't couldn't do anything in the prem. But you know, he was, he's he he put in the hard yards for us, and and you know, I, I don't begrudge him st- sticking around and and earning some money after what was a, a rather amusing decision to give him a new contract, but that is what it
1: is he, he pretty much earned that new contract didn't he based on that first half of the season because his goals that first half of the season was so integral in, in us getting over the line in the in the latter stage um what would your sort of favorite memories of uh, bonatini for you josh
2: i think it's got to be the middlesbrough goal the obviously it was like the first one in the nuno era yeah i think that that one sticks out quite a lot but other than that preston where he scored two i mean you know the, well, that I can't remember anything else. Where did it all go wrong for him? I can't remember. Like he was so red hot form start of the season. Then he had that one against Blues, which just went over the line. That was like suck the confidence out of him.
3: It was when they started talking about that he was going to break the record of seven consecutive games scoring for Wolves, and it was got it was close to beating some forty year old record set by someone. Um <laughs> And it all went tits up after that, didn't it? And. and for some reason, I've got the feeling that we've got we spent five million quid on him after mm-hmm. yeah. uh, on promotion. It was like, well, that's just a complete waste of money. Obviously, he's, it was small change promotion wise, but still, five million quid. And how many games did he play in the Premier League? But six, seven. Did he
2: score against Sheffield Wednesday in the cup when we went up? Is that was that his last goal? Uh Was that the we've one? Him two now. I think that's the last. That was the last time he scored for us. I remember he scoring that game. I don't know why. I
3: don't know Pedro Goncalves playing
2: that game. Oh, no. and Costa and did that fancy flick and Vinagre and was like, oh my god.
1: <laughs> you can't knock him. He he did have one Premier League assist to his record uh, for that Adama winner away at West Ham. Our first away win in the Premier League under Nuno. Yeah,
3: mm,
1: But all in all, he he'll be uh a footballer that comes up in balls trivia in in years to come and I'll get occasionally will will occasionally smirk about um his winner against Aston Villa at home and the um the iconic Mikey Burroughs Bonatini commentary. Uh you,
3: you've got to think as well in like 10 15 years time how many like little Bonatinis are going to be on the academy books because <laughs> I mean the, the spreading the seed and he, he was like a flower that bloke there he go himself around the place. But yeah, he's, I think the female population of
1: Wolverhampton are missing more than football boys will. Their, their batteries will be less consumed, um, having to avoid his Instagram DMs. Um, we've got a few comments already. Uh, Harley's asking, Stu, what are you wearing? If you are an audio listener, please try and have a look on our YouTube channel and see what Stu's come as today and give us a, <laughs> bri- a brief description in the comments section of what, what you think to his attire. Uh, Kerry Green, thanks for joining us. Kerry Green joins us tonight and says walls are going to go down. Let's keep that optimism tonight. With, uh, <laughs> Let's with, uh, go. Um, I'm missing watching the latest, the last episode of uh, White Lotus for this. So all the optimism is uh, greatly appreciated. Lottie in the comments. The players are getting better. I think we'll play good. Let's hope we can score some goals. Yeah. Um, what did you make to the uh, the first game away in in Marbella, Josh? The one all uh, draw against Empoli.
2: I got to be honest, I did not catch it. I didn't. I just saw everyone on Twitter over reacting, and then we drew one, and then I saw we drew one. And I was like, really? After all that, but no. I saw good things. Like obviously, people were really happy where we played, and what for whatever formation we were trying to play. We cost the playing at like left wing and stuff, but. What can I? It's. It, I don't want to read too much into it, like either season game because it's just like we did. We did this six months ago, and that literally ended in tears. So, I don't know what to say. You know, just no one got injured. That's the positive. i look at it.
1: What did you make to it, Josh? No. Oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, Trefo. I had, I had J in my head. Sorry.
0: No, nah, that's alright. Um, yeah, it was good. I, I thought it was. It was a good test. I, I thought um, it was nice to see. Gonzalo Guedes get played in a position that he he where he showed his best form when he was at Valencia when he was playing just just off the strikers. Um, it's just a shame that it, it meant that Diego Costa had to go push just push wide onto the left wing because it just made him non-effective and it made him really aggressive. I think he was during any game he probably would have been sent off in that first thirty minutes. Um, but it basically it was good. Uh, you can see what like a trying to do, um trying to bring back the attacking full box, which is nice and and, and just to try and make an aggressive Wolves team and, and some some a team who can counter press and and you know catch teams on the break again and and be ones that you know make these quick transitions and utilize the players that we've got and try and get the best out of people like Adama Traore. And and it's it's good, it's good to see and 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 I think the backlash that we got, sort of, from some fans after that game was really bemusing. Because I say I watched the watched the whole game and I didn't see a lot of the bad things or what what people were saying. I I didn't understand it. It didn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: And you like you see, said, Josh, it's um, early. sorry, you can you can yeah. see the picture on your on your screen there. Uh, Hugo Bernal got the uh, the goal against Empoli. I'm not really sure how how best to describe it. I'm going to go with what X Twenty says. Uh, there's free virtual girls chat in your <laughs> city. <laughs> it, it, it was it was a brilliant strike, wasn't it, Stu, By the left back, I was quite surprised that um, he started over Ryan eight in that in that first preseason friendly. But um, he, he has deserved it on his recent performances. But that left back spot is probably up for grabs between the two at the moment, with Johnny Otto um, appearing to be injured.
3: Yeah, appearing to be injured or just being left out of the spotlight for being so bad for months <laughs> on end. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of reminded me in a way of um, Ait Nuri's goal against Palace when he kind of arrived on the scene out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, just the ferocity of it. And you know, I like Hugo Benoil. I think he's been one of the standout moments of our terrible season so far. Yeah. And looking at all the training stuff, it did seem like Ait Nuri was going to get the nod. And yeah, he obviously played in the second game and... You're right. I think out of all the positions in the in the squad, fullbackslash slash wingback is the one, the glaring place where anyone could play there, and no one could have any arguments, um, because it took a kid to come in and claim it for his own out of nowhere, just because we had his his PE teacher in, in charge for a few months, and he's been our standout player, and he looked great again, looking looking. <laughs> The, like we, we talked about it a lot before the break how he hasn't been sucked into the the wolves' doom yet. He's still raw <laughs> and he hasn't been cursed. So if you play and Hodge as well, to be fair, um, more so in the second game. But I, love, I, love you, I, I don't know why people get so worked up about friendlies I, at any time. What like, what's the point? It doesn't make. It doesn't matter. It's a glorified training game and this one especially was look it was it the same place we were, we went in the summer because it, it looked very it looked like it um another second one was playing in some kind of construction site god knows what was going on there <laughs> it looked like you know when you, in LMA manager when you had the stands being built in the background it was like that <laughs> um,
1: but you can't take Josh, these games he's, seriously. Josh is probably too young for LMA manager Stuart. he knows what it like he is two, he's like champ champ 2002 onwards probably He's, he's educated yeah, Even like. that, even that's a little bit like before my time. <laughs> I yeah, Josh at times, um,
2: <laughs>
3: it was, it was a good, it was a good run out. And I, the fact that certain things are being put in place, like you first said about Geddes, playing there, and obviously Diego Costa is kind of, he's not our first choice. We spent significant money on Geddes, so playing where he's supposed to be. And you'd hope that Nunes would be put in his actual position as well when he comes into the team as well next week, you'd think. um, There's more positives than negatives from a friendly against Empoli in December. So I don't see what the problem is with
1: people. It was important not to to have another defeat, although obviously the, the main consensus was Disappointment at the draw against Empoli, who who I felt were going to be up for it after we um, punished them by giving them now on loan. But um, <laughs> obviously, uh, was it yesterday? We we beat um, Cadiz 4-3. Um, Julian Lopetegui has sort of mixed between a couple of formations during those two games. We started off with a 4-3-3 um, against um, Empoli, and then obviously he switched back to the 3-4-3-5. Five two three sort of formation under under Nuna. What was your thoughts on, on that um formation lineup, Stu? Good. We we haven't got the players
3: still. We thought we had the players to play four four two or four two three one. They've yet again shown themselves to be completely inept and not able to do things properly. So we we've had to resort to going back to a back five. And if that's what it takes to get us out of the shit, then so be. And I think it's probably it's better doing it this way and having I mean, at least two formations maybe three formations that you can switch between rather than just being nailed onto one every single week and no flexibility whatsoever because, I mean I, I know we'll come on to it but I, I don't very much we're going to play a back five against Gillingham I mean that'd be ridiculous <laughs> so but oh, we mentioned with the fullbacks getting forward properly and not just kind of sauntering around and about the halfway line again court. It's nice to see the old ways are back again, and it took an actual proper manager to do that after Bruno completely lost his mind.
1: One of the players that stood out for me in yesterday's game was um, He-Champ Wanga. He was very impressive for South Korea in, in the World Cup. Hyung min Son was was well off it. I thought he was a standout player for Korea, who was unlucky in their, in their defeat against Brazil. Did he finish 4-1 Brazil? Because mm. Mm, yeah. that, that 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 game to me was not a four-one scoreline. Um, Allison had one of the best games in, in in a Brazil top for me. What did you make to Um Frank's, uh two performances, Josh, against uh, obviously Empley and uh, Cadiz?
2: It's nice to see him actually have a good game. You know, I think you kind of got to bury that shit a little bit, with Wolves fans. I mean, that's easier said than done. But like, we got to kind of bury that and just get behind him. I think. It's always nice when like an e-manager comes in because it's kind of the, the these unknowns that can happen. Someone like Huang, it's a great opportunity to like the past is behind him now. He can hopefully kick on a bit like look at Almer on at Newcastle is the most comparable but
1: comparable yeah, thing yeah. where you think,
2: let's kick on now, you know, hopefully he can score a couple of goals. But let's hope. the thing is, I do look at Wang as well. I think he never gets the service also, I mean, like it, that goal is scored for career. Has he ever had that sort of chance apart from like the first three or four games where he played for us off someone? He never gets given the chance to like finish. So I think it's really hard to say. I just hope we all get behind him again and he, he could make the difference. He, you know, you can just see after the villa, you know, we have to vilify him after um, Newcastle at home. You can see him scoring the winner to keep some kai or something like that. I mean, yeah, yeah he's cross.
3: He has been played like as a, a kind of back to goal striker, which he's absolutely not.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's,
3: uh, again, it's completely. It goes along with the whole theme of playing players out of, out of position or playing them in the wrong way. And it's well, it, it's what
2: I it's, al- yeah, play. We find it's,
3: it's almost like it's too easy to just leave them where they go. Don't <laughs> piss about. Just play them where they want to play, and magical things happen. And look what happened mm. in the. And it, yeah. he is. He, he looked for career how he looked in the in the videos that we saw before he signed.
1: Because he played I made to the, the comment you we know, what's up yesterday, that I'm literally bored of, of seeing strikers in a wolf shirt now play 90% of their their games with their backs to goal. Yeah, I, I want to see players like Huang and, and Gredes running channels, getting in yeah. behind defences. Because even if they don't get on the end of it, if we can just get the opposition's defence line just a few, like 5, 10, 15 yards deeper than what they should be so we can get our team up as a, as a unit, it, surely it's a lot better than just having... Raul just lingering on the wings, doing nothing. Or I still, even like watching the two games this week, uh, sorry, the, the Cadiz and the Empoli games, that Diego Costa, for me, still so far off it. I, d- I didn't think he looked that, I don't think, I didn't think he looked too bad when he first joined, um, considering how long he'd been out. But now he just, he, he looks rusty. He looks like an old man to me. And I was hoping with like the the three-game ban that he had before the break and this little pre-season warm-up, that he'd be a lot sharper and, to me, he's he's still so far off it that I'm I'm quite thankful that we're being linked to strikers like Matthias Kuna at the moment because we striker and centre half for me is the areas that we need to be focusing on um, really heavily at the moment. What's your thoughts on Matthias Kuna, Jeffo? I
0: think. Um, he, he... He's not had the best time at Atelier Coventry. I mean, we can all see that. But if you look at the way he plays and, and and as a striker, he likes to pull pull wide. I know you just literally said you didn't you don't like that about Jimenez. But if we look at how we lined up against Empoli and how that position that Diego Costa took, that's something that would work for Cunha because he he could occupy that space and allow Geddes to come through. And, and as you say, what you want to see, run with the ball and break lines. And if that's the, the formation that, Lopetegui thinks he's going to get the best of the players and and that's, with this group of players and I think he probably is because I think that would get the best out of Matthias Nunes as well that he is the profile of player that you want and you and these sort of versatile forwards there, there's not many of them around and you know if we, we are going to bring him in he's going to cost a lot of money but he has the right profile to suit that sort of gameplay that you would see we were trying to see against um, Empley with what Diego Costa was trying to do. And I think that's where you could see a benefit and you could see the qualities coming in and, and actually scoring goals and assisting goals and creating chances for Wolves. And I think that'd be a great move.
1: And you've got to think as well... He yeah, has also he's been got- linked with moves to Arsenal and Chelsea, hasn't he? Obviously, Gabriel Jesus is out for three months for Arsenal. Armando Brog has had a season-ending injury in the last couple of days. So we're not saying Mateus Kuhn is imminent or even close, but from the reports that you read, Wolves do seem to be heavily interested in him and, like I said, any, any striker that that we can add to this squad surely a benefit, Stu.
3: Yeah, and I don't say much notice of his, his goal-scoring form where he is. I mean, it's yeah, the athletic attacks and everything like that that comes with it. They, they don't exactly score bucket loads, do they? Um, and you look at Jimenez himself, I mean, his record was poor before he came here. We made him. Who he is? So he's got the kind, like first said, he's got the kind of profile that we we need, and we kind of begging for. Um, and we, he's not like all the other wide forwards that we've got who don't do anything. He's got something more about him. Um, maybe it's oh, it's it's the shiny new toy syndrome. I don't know, but we need something, um, and we can't. I've said many times that. If we go into February with this squad, we are relegated anyway, regardless of who's in charge, because mm. they're not good enough, and they've shown they're not good enough. So, some being linked with the caliber of players like this is giving me more hope than I had pre-Lopetegui being appointed.
1: What were you, your thoughts on the um the, the performances of um, Collins and uh, Kilman, Josh? Because I've got my reservations about them too as a, a two-man pairing at the moment. Obviously, Totty Glamas was brought in yesterday for a bit more security, but we just don't seem to have the the reliability as a unit defensively like we have done in, in years gone by, do we know?
2: It's really hard. It's such a hard decision. It's hard to say as well, because I think you look at them, it's like on paper, they look like a really good pairing. You know, Kilman was fantastic last season. I know it was in a five and things like that. But both of them together, it looks like it's got calamity written all over it. But I, I don't know about particularly go, going to back five. I just, I don't know, but it's hard to say. I well, need to see us competitively. I think that Everton game's massive, and I won't be surprised if he goes to Everton, plays five at the back, plays for points. Because obviously, if they lose them, seven adrift then. And that's, I know they've only, it'll only be like 16th, 17th game of season. That's a lot of points to try and claw back. But I think it's just hard to say. I sent back, I think we need to sign one. You know, I'm just going back to Cunha as well, not. I'm not particularly convinced, I'll be honest, not for the price that we've been linked with. And I saw, like, they did a good article on The Athletic about him. He's, like, profile and did, like, a little data piece on him. And he looks okay. I've read some nice things, like, he's a really good presser, high volume, really successful in the press as well. But I just look at it, it feels like it's another player who we don't know what his best position is. It's like, Guedes, we don't know, whether, is he a winger, is he a striker? Huang, winger, striker. Perence, winger, 10 he just feels it's not one like he doesn't look like a number nine to me. He doesn't look like a ten. I don't know what his best position is, and it's like it's a lot of money to spend on someone, and you when we've already got a lot of the same thing already going on at the club.
1: What's your sort of current mindset um, with him? at the moment, Jeffo, there was a lot of talk, a lot of um, anger, um, disarray about him going to Mexico. But I don't know what what your opinions of him has actually been. There, mine was before he left he was clearly nowhere near fit to be playing for wolves when he arrived at mexico there was a couple of videos that showed that he was nowhere near fit to be at that tournament so the amount of rehab time that he's been able to do with mexico whilst we've been on a break in wolverhampton um he's managed to somehow get some minutes for mexico and now he's come back maybe 50 60 do you still think that he should have been here doing his rehab or should he have gone to Mexico
0: um to sum up him him going to the World Cup in a word is disappointing um I think the club have stood by him for a long time you know that injury however horrific it was the club stood by him. the club helped him rehabbed him and now I don't want to say he's he's done it because it, it, what he want you know it's his last hurrah or anything for Mexico, but it, it it just seems as though he's put his international career in front of in front of us and 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 what we're doing and we're trying to survive in the league. And now he's put himself in a position, like you say, he's fifty percent fit, he's sixty percent fit. You know he's 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 going to get struggle now. He's he needs game time. He needs get he needed to really play 60 minutes against Empoli and 60 minutes against Kiddies. but he can't do that because he's abused his body for the past month by going to a world cup and being with Mexico. And that's just unacceptable. And I think if it was anyone else, I think the club would have come down a lot harder on I mean, it, but I think it's because it's Raul and, and, and everything that he's been through in the past couple of years and, and the support that he's needed. And, and, you know, people, there's things coming out of him, but him maybe being a bit depressed over, over not being able to play for Mexico and things like that. I think it kind of, it's weird one. The club can't do a lot. And I, like I say, I'm just disappointed that he chose to go and, and be with Mexico, even though it is probably going to be his last World Cup. But the problem is now he's not going to be fit till February or March, and that's not going to help us. So what are we going to do? We're going to have to go into the market. We're going to have to spend money because if not, we're going to have to play a 36-year-old Diego Costa, who has played three or four games properly since January, and that's not good for the club. And it just doesn't look good on on the squad, and it doesn't look good on the bunch of players that we've got there because we can't put other players in there, like you say, huang can't really do it, and, and the other group of players that we've got, they 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 ain't up to it, and they ain't up to playing as a number nine and 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 Raul, when he was in his pomp, like you say Stu, we made him we made him this goal scorer. He mm. was unplayable. He was un, he was unplayable. And how do you replace that without spending 40, 50 million pounds on a player? It, it, and and him to take this precious rehab time and throw it against the wall by going to play with Mexico has just been spitted in the face of the fans, essentially, and it's really annoyed me. And I, you know, I'm, I'm probably not coming across that I'm that angry about it, but I am. Quite I think you are disappointed. <laughs> I don't, maybe, you, but you, I, I, mean, am, I am. I am mean, I
1: mean, the phrase spitted in the face of the fans" was was quite evidence yeah. that you, you're very disappointed. Do you feel the same about that, uh, Josh? I've got to say, I
2: don't know if it's because my favourite player or whatever, but it really does not ask me that he's gone. Like. For me, I look at it and it's like, we all sagged him off before and we don't need to play for Wolves anyway.
1: He bugs off to Mexico and then we,
2: we're in anyway. So it's like, what do you want him to do? It it doesn't ask The guy can't
1: win, but the, the club and himself haven't done themselves any oh, favours I with understand the, the, the lack of communication. Up there.
2: Yeah, and I think that is a, a valid point about like the lack of communication. But like I say, they want it both ways. They want, we want Jimenez to never play for us again. He crap finished get him out of here, send him on the first plane to Mexico. He goes to away in Mexico and it's like, no, got to play for the club. What's he doing? Let the club down. I don't know. For me, it just doesn't he should be me. playing
1: in the Pontins Reserve on a Tuesday night not Mexico in the World <laughs> get Cup. Get him into soon.
2: the 21s. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think... Stuart, sure, throw the last nail in Rouse Coffin for why he shouldn't have gone to the World Cup.
3: I'm not going to. Um, I think it's it's a damning indictment of the farce of the whole club this season. The fact that what happened with, when the—I mean—I was literally going to say what Tom said there for the audio listeners—the fact that the stories about him being mistreated now came out, and then the the doctor was sacked off, let alone being all the other stuff that was going on with getting players that clearly weren't fit or injured and playing them again, and then you had the stories that Jordan said on a other podcast about. um Certain players signing and they they didn't ha- weren't fully fit when they're signed, and you think, Well, what's been going on? And it doesn't take what a genius. that the unfilled rap? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Um read all over. Um, and it does not take a genius to realize that as the Lopatigui's come in, realize that all this shit's gone on, and half the staff are gone. What's that all about? It, everyone who's inept. Or we've been told off for suggesting he's inept. Sellers, fucked off. Dr. Death, gone. And so if you're thinking, from a player's <laughs> point of view, if you're thinking and you're being told by your your national team doctor who you, who you trust, not some chanter who's been there for two years, who's fucked up and admitted in an official Wolves video that they have been useless, by the way. This is not just hyperbole. They said it himself. He said it to the camera. And they released it. It was unbelievable. But the fact that he, he's trusted his national team doctor and they've come back and said, you were misdiagnosed. I think, what the hell is going on? If that's the case, then you're going to stay as far away as possible and get fixed. So now all this has come out, I don't blame him one bit. Do I think he should be playing? No, because like, like Josh said, we, he shouldn't have been playing all season long. We should have had a, a proper striker in the summer. Yet again, a pissed about, didn't do it. And look where we are now.
1: It just feels like Jeff Shee's Neo, and he's just constantly dodging bullets for me. And like you said, Doctor Death <laughs> took one, Scott Sellers has took one. Um, Jeff Shee's managed to get Dalrymple and Kevin Fell without the club in the last however many years. It just it just feels like Jeff Shee's just constantly in the chair learning kung fu and all this other stuff that Neo did because. He's dodged so many bullets for me. I mean, Wolves have even let strength and conditioning coach Sean go in the in the last week. He's gone to join Everton. I don't know if, anyone, if any of you have seen that. He was quite key in the in the Wolves' um, lack of injuries during the Europa League season when we were playing like sort of Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. So it, it just makes you wonder um, who's actually making the, the decisions in the senior level of our club, and is that person... Out of their depth, and that's why I keep saying I think he's dodging bullets. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that, Jeffo?
0: Uh,
1: Am Jeff I just Shea, rambling, I or is there is a substance no, no, to I, what I'm I saying? Think, I think you're probably right. I think Jeff She, it,
0: we all know when he came in, he didn't know anything about football. He, he might have been a football fan, you know, watched football, but he he'd never been involved in the game. So when he, when he when when he, when he came in, there was an over reliance. And leaning on people that he knew and that's where you know leaning on Mendes a lot for advice and 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 came in and he hasn't utilised the time as well as he should have done to improve his own knowledge of the game and 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 improve his knowledge of running football clubs because there have been quite as you say quite blatant mistakes that have been made and can be levied against him and and at the end of the day, he sh- the book ends with him. He is the guy who runs this football club. He is the the guy at the top of the tree. And it's it's that old age, uh, you know, the adage of a shit rolls downhill, and nothing can stick to him because it all, he, you know, he's he's like a Teflon Tom when it comes to it. And hopefully, hopefully, it changes. I wouldn't mind seeing Jeff Schiechet. Be taken out of the equation. Um I think you said Stu probably a few videos ago, a, a while ago, put him in charge of Wolves Records. I don't know that, whether that was you or Luke. Yeah. <laughs> just just take him out the firing line. Um, and just, but there, there's there's nobody within that hierarchy who's who's got football knowledge. I mean, maybe the guy from Ibar could be, you know, the 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 break that's needed between. Yulain and, and Jeff and, and Yulain and, and, and the rest of the directors at Wolves. Because you need somebody who can who can talk to, to these guys who haven't got knowledge and explain to them, okay, we're doing this and this because of this. Because there, didn't, there hasn't seemed to be that. And I think a lack of a, of a, a footballing director, uh, you know, Scott Sellers, great. Yeah, what's he ever done in football? He's been a manager of a League Two club. <laughs> The guy from Ibar. Oh. See, it's Jeff, right. she's
1: got him. He's hacking, <laughs> hacking the channel, guys. We've lost Jeffo. We'll, we'll try and get out of him in a bit. Um, hashtag yeah, press for Jeffo. Um, and what, he,
3: what he was saying about the guy from Ibar actually building a club from nothing over the space of 13, 14 years. He's spot on, though. And if he's coming here as just an advisor, then you got to think, well, OK, we've got someone who knows what they're doing on the board now, at least. Well, not necessarily on the board, but on the staff. I mean, we, we had someone here who's actually got a degree in business stuff in Olif and Jana. And I know he was sent out to Switzerland for a bit and I don't think he's there anymore. But still, he's within the framework. He knows the club and he's got actual brains. So someone like that, it seems a no-brainer, really.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly what I was going to say, Stu. The whole situation
1: on is a bit odd, to be fair. It, it, he, he
0: seems to be a useful individual, Olafinjana. I mean, he he was looking after the the guys who were all out alone, um, essentially working at, 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 at grasshoppers because that's where all our players seem to go. <laughs> um, but he he has he's been this intermediary, and he. And during this time, these players who've gone out alone, especially some of the youngsters, have really progressed quite well. When they've come back to Wolves, that's another story, like Alec Connor, Ronan, and, and etc. Cetera, et cetera, But when they've been out alone, they've done well, they've progressed well, they've got good minutes, bar a few cases like Catrona and people like that. But you think that that has been a success and, and that is when you promote within. And this is when Olaf and Yana should have been given a chance within the, within the club. You know, maybe he should have been given a role maybe over the academy or something like that. And and this is a failing of, of not being able put the people in the right position. So that's what I'm hoping. Like like you, after my internet died, you quite well said, Stu, that people who, who, who know what they're doing and have a proven track record can, put the right knowledge into the right place in the football club and that's that's all that we're asking is that we utilize the people that we've got in the club to do the right thing for the club that's all we ask and that's the simplest thing in the world
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it feels like Jeff's learning like ad hoc daily at, at the club and I've hopefully with this move of I said from the off that Lopati wasn't going to take this job on unless he was given assurances he was going to have a, a majority of uh, say of decisions whether it be on the pitch tactically or, or with recruitment. Obviously, Frank Garragas is obviously the intermediary between the two. Um, he's brought in a lot of his own backroom staff. He's kept Tony Roberts on charge, in charge. Um, I, I believe he's got sort of two goalkeeping coaches now. So I think it's a bit odd, that one. It feels like Tony Roberts has been kept on more as a kind of Cody cheerleader type than a main goalkeeping coach. But we'll see how that unfolds in the next few weeks. Uh, Josh, as I keep uh, disgruntingly say uh, you being that much younger than us put yourself in Conor Roan shoes for a moment and you're constantly seeing Joe Hodge get mids ahead of you are you asking your agent to manoeuvre and move out of the club in January
2: I think I don't know why we kept him in summer. really apart from the fact that we had no other choice because we got no options I don't I don't see why we kept him you could have had he'd had a good season up in Scotland You could have probably sold into like Celtic or heart to someone like that for a couple million quid I mean he's obviously clearly not favoured he's, he's that's you know Bruno never really give him a chance obviously I think Davis and Collins were more inclined to work with Hodge because they've played used him before so you can kind of understand that and then it's quite clear that Lopetegui also really likes Hodge as well which is quite nice to see but obviously it's at the detriment to Ronan but like so at this point, you're just playing him and keeping him on the books for no reason. It's not like you're ever going to call upon him. I think even if Neves, Martino and Troyo's legs all fell off tonight, you still won't get a game for us. So, what do you do? You just got
1: to get rid of him. It just feels like a girl that we go on the occasional date with, but you know you're never going to end up with her permanently. <laughs> and it's 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 sad to see because he's got the qualities of a great midfield girlfriend, but. um He's just got too many players ahead of him now, and I feel like we're just abusing him from a from always, a good that he could elsewhere. I feel really sorry for Conor Ryan because he's definitely a player. Remembered isn't for like the few reasons:
2: Man City away, then three balls to in a Bacare, okay, and then getting his shirts up with De Bruyne. And for me, Arsenal at, was it Arsenal or Monty Brighton? Brighton at home where he t- come on for never. Uh, he come on like first touch the ball was going to be to take a set piece off neves and then he didn't beat the first man it was like written in the stars <laughs> i think it was brighton
1: <laughs> yeah no, i feel really sorry for Conor kind of right now. Hopefully he can out he can go and have a good career because i've said he's, he's definitely got the technical ability it just feels like he may fall into the the jack price type of midfielder where he's is too small to be a proper yeah. number eight but he's just missing maybe that little bit of pace or athleticism in the, as a number 10. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, we've got Gillingham on Tuesday in the fourth round of the Carabao Cup. Based on the, the two sides that we've put out from the start against uh, Empley and Cadiz, do you see many changes to that that up Stu? Where do you see Neves? Uh, does he jump straight back in the first 11 for you?
3: I don't know, I'd think he'd be on the bench personally. I, th- I think it'll probably be something uh, 43 1 wouldn't surprise me. Um, with, say, Matinho and Hodge kind of holding and then a uh, front th- uh, front th- four of pick whoever you want, but all the same. Um, I think there's, like I said earlier, there's no way. We're don't gonna be to me, Sorry,
1: sorry to, to interrupt you a second. What, what's your mindset with Ruben if There's not starting Stu? Because obviously it's. It's not he's he's missing or lack of match because he's been playing in the world Cup I want to build this squad surely he wants to be playing his best players from the off against Gillingham? I just don't think we
3: need I don't think you need to play him against Gillingham. I think obviously the everton game is more important I know it's six days later and whatever but still um you're playing Use Matino for what he's supposed to be used for in the first place this season as kind of like a spare part and not a first choice every week. And if you're playing them too, then you could play, you could play a midfield three of Bubi, Troy, Ray Nunez and Neves against Everton. And we've got an actual, we've got actual players that we could rotate. Gillingham are bottom of the league, fucking too. We don't need <laughs> to be playing our best players against them. And even saying that, you've still got your players like Hardy, is Jack Price too? And Matino, who against opposition like that should be completely dominating them anyway. And then if you're playing, say Diego Costa up front with Prudence, Guedes and trial Adama behind him, then you're going to win about five nil regardless. So I just don't see the I just don't see the point in playing players who are going to be seriously important to us against cloggers. I just. I, <laughs> But well, they are. They're fucking all just, just I can't way, believe you are going to
2: score
1: five. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: what's, what's in that beer, by the way, Stu? It's, um, it? it's, it's actually... That's, it, that's the bit that's going
1: to boil, isn't it? You That's the bit that's going to go to Stu calling Julian Cloggers away. as we um, fall to <laughs> a 1-0 defeat. <wonder laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's getting clipped.
3: <laughs> you know where you can clip me out of a little box drinking with his hat on?
1: Come at me, Kent. <laughs> <Clungus>. <laughs> on, we
0: can't. You know what? We oh went. God, to, we went. Um,
1: to, who, we went who to Chillingham for you against Chillingham.
0: I
3: didn't hear what they said then. What did you say? Carry on. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just, I was just laughing to myself. I couldn't hear you then.
2: It was who leads the line against Chillingham? Oh, I thought, who leads I think the line for you against
1: Chillingham?
3: <laughs> Diego Costa. I just, I don't, I don't think you can play. Yeah, I don't think we have got any other choice, have we? Really? Um jimenez is nowhere near it. He shouldn't be even in the squad, really. And unless you're going to be playing out un- under 19 superstars, then it's going to have to be 36 year old Diego Costa. Which again, against them, should be fine. He should get his first goal. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm not, If he can't score against Jurgen, no I think that's it. it's, it's just all over. He's the got front.
2: no out. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I I'd, the I'd only thing would I'd, there I'd be no change. sort of
1: inclination to go with a front three of? <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, can you hear me? I was going to say a front yeah, yeah, three of Adama Gredes and uh, Wang.
0: I can see a benefit of it, but I think playing Wang in that number nine is exactly like what we were saying earlier. He plays his back to goal. It it it, it doesn't really suit him. I I think. When we are playing them, we, we we get the most out of the game by playing a proper number nine. So, yeah, like, like you said, Stuart, yeah, Diego's got to play, and, and if he doesn't score against Gillingham, I know we're joking about it, but he's better hang up his boots and just say that's it, <laughs> my career's done.
1: Because
0: yeah. <laughs> I I ain't, I ain't gonna call him what you call them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll put my neck on the line, Lola.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no.
3: And dead. I was he going to say? Tell you got? It, boys. Gillingham have got. They've played twenty games. Mm-hmm. They've got fourteen points. A goal difference of minus eighteen.
2: How many have they scored?
3: Uh, six. Oh my god. They're fucking awful. They're Someone's worse than us. let go.
2: Yeah. Yes, <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> not wait, even wait, doing it for reactions. Waiting for the. are going to lose.
2: Losing penalties,
3: aren't we? Smell it, range right, yeah. I mean I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go dark if if anything bad happens to us now.
0: Cloggers. I see You are done. If we if we if, we if we lose <laughs> career's over. You he he's just finished. Bunch I of cloggers.
2: if, if Martinho's one of them.
0: Well
3: <laughs> I mean he, he's to be fair to Matinho, I thought that the ball that he, he he put in for his his one assist in these two games was pretty superb, really
2: scored off like a semi-set piece didn't we as well so that was like impressive to see yeah uh, well,
3: mm. oh Dan, dan's gone for the uh for the <laughs> All, for the audience <laughs> i gonna say, it. I can say for the uh, like, but... the leslie grantham effect uh, no. <laughs> <you> <laughs> but...
2: what does that mean <laughs> do
3: you know who leslie grantham is no he was an he was an actor in um you don't you, you, know, you,
1: you come on josh you know who dirty is.
3: I don't think he would have done it. It was about, about 15 years ago. It was an actor. He used to be in EastEnders. He was in Minder as well, and he was—he's um, dead now, so it doesn't matter. But he—he he got caught um, on the webcam jacking off. It, this exact same angle, but he had no top on either.
1: <laughs> Merry Christmas. When I set this episode up at the uh, start of the night, I did not think we'd be talking about Leslie Graham from jacking off. It, it but, is, but anyway, it let's is the, Let's, uh, let's focus on Gillingham on Tuesday night in <laughs> the Carabao Cup. Give me your score predictions first. I'm going to come to you first, Josh. Score prediction for Wolves Gillingham.
2: No, no, lose on pens. <laughs> no, seriously, I'll go three. Oh,
1: we can't lose on penalties to the cloggers, lads.
2: Three <laughs> <laughs> all <no> Wolves. <sighs> That's
1: uh, a. what's your score prediction?
2: 5
3: 0. I'm being deadly
0: serious. I, I can't believe you that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, You
2: know, I'm, when we lose, I'm, I'm like You know, when we win like, 1 0 by the skin of our teeth, are we going to be like, are we, all, are we the cloggers? Name me or something like that. <laughs> you know yeah, what, I've got 1 0. If
3: we absolutely slaughter them and I'm going to become a, some kind of soothsayer again, no one's going to become cheering me on, aren't they? No one's really coming. out that we're all expecting the abuse to come. There's going to be no praise. It's not how this world works.
0: No, it doesn't, mate. <laughs> yeah, Miss, Mystic Megson.
1: That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you are, lad. No, no. I, 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 mean, I think it'd be I'm tired. gonna, I'm I gonna think... screenshot yeah. this later. You, you wearing that Christmas hat, Stew? Uh, st- we're gonna now. make some sort of Mystic Meg sort of um, imagery based on that hat because. I'm, I'm lost in a bit of inception there, where I'm watching myself on my phone watching myself on the laptop talking in my earphones but hearing it on the lap I'm having a bit of a merrier
3: <laughs> This is what happens when you slag off Jeff Sheehan The only other
1: news that came out in the last couple of weeks was that we've got Liverpool in the way in the FA Cup 8,300 Wolves fans at Anfield on a Saturday night 8pm What's your thoughts on that game? Can we cause another upset against Liverpool, Jeffo?
0: I, yeah, it's going to happen again. It? It's gonna You're going to get the Andy Vyman no-look finish all over again. It's going to be <laughs> Raul Jimenez's redemption arc. Quangy Quang Quang Vyman. Yeah. Quangy <laughs> Vyman. There you go. You just did it. There's another clip re- ready to use. But yeah, 100%. I think we could do it. I, 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 I,
1: That's the podcast title already saved when we uh, beat Liverpool 2-1. Yeah,
0: I can't see why we can't. Uh, Liverpool are nothing to be scared of. What's your of.
1: thoughts against Liverpool, Josh? Fancy us?
2: I'd rather us win against Villa in the game before that, in the midweek, or beat United at home. You know, I'm not, I'm going for the day out, like, but that's about it. If we win, bonus. But I think, you know, we've got three games in a week, four games in like 10 days. So I'd rather us win a couple in the Premier League than win one in
1: the cup. Stu Will you be making The trip to Liverpool Stu, Or do you say You're not making that one
3: um, If I can get in The upper tier I will Because I've never done it And obviously It's been demolished At the end of the season um, Just so For that reason And that reason alone um, But obviously that We've only got the, the lower tier To start with Until that sells out So it's kind of like the, the the balancing effect Of do I do it or not But To be fair I probably I probably will end up Doing it Just for the fact That we're leaving At 12 o'clock and it's going to be Like five hours Balancing session effect the Of do I do it or not But to be fair I probably, I probably will end up in the inceptional way <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <sighs> how could how can he be so far behind though that's one I don't understand <sighs>
1: anyway come on, come on, I'm going to go with 2-0 against <laughs> Gillingham and 1-0 against Liverpool in the FA Cup I'm going to have to end tonight's episode because it's getting really messy speaking well, of messy that- argentina france on sunday what camp are you in josh
2: i win i win either way it doesn't bother me messi good for the goat but i love mbappe so it doesn't bother me at all mm.
0: king enzo Fernandez. what camp are you in jeffo king enzo for this mate argentina for the all the way <sighs> uh, stu
3: can I just be able to be kicked out and just cancel the whole thing? So Mickey um, misses. Yeah, I don't I don't care. I'd rather you know what? I'd rather Morocco win the third place playoff because it would mean more to them than that. I, I care more about that game than the final. Um just for that it'll mean more to that country and obviously that whole continent, the way things have gone. Um but when I was saying earlier in the week that I mean siding with the Argies is a bad. Anyway, anyway, obviously, but I can't. I, but then again, after them singing songs about England, mm, pushing it a bit, I just hate them both, man. I don't. I don't care. I just, I honestly don't care. Uh, if it, if we get an entertaining World Cup final, and that, that's all we can hope for, really, because that rarely happens.
1: Well, there was quite a lot of sympathy for um, Morocco going out to France, but the route that they had, the uh, the extra time against Spain. Um, it just caught up with them in the end, didn't they? But there'll be a few Moroccan players that'll be joining the Premier League based on their World Cup campaign. We're going to end tonight's show, as I said, because it's getting a bit messy. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Wolves Fancast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, like th- this uh, episode before you leave. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. This episode was brought to you by 90min.com and uh, Pixel Yeti Media. I'm just going to say L.A. Le Blues, good night. Good night, everybody. That's Trying crazy. to end the broadcast. <laughs> Trying to end the broadcast, but my laptop's having a may. Bye. You
3: know this is after he said it's getting messy after looking like Dirty Dan. Well, he's... <laughs>